Where is God? That's what she wanted to know. When she received the phone call, she was in complete shock. In fact, she was in such shock that for the next 12 hours, it was hard for her just to schedule her, her flight from Texas to California. But she wanted to know where was God. She couldn't believe the news that she had received. Her dad, her rock, had died. Healthy, fine, one minute, next minute, had a heart attack, and he passed away. He was her everything. He raised her. He served as both a dad and mom to her, and now he was gone. And as she flew back from California to Texas, she had all kinds of questions. Sleepless nights. As things rolled around in her head, questions like why? How could this happen? But the one that kept her up, where was God? It's what she also wanted to know. She was so excited she couldn't wait to get married and start a family. And now that she was married, they they talked and they were ready to start a family. And so they started trying. But it never took. And so they turned to fertility tests and fertility treatments, and it failed. And so they turned to adoptions just to get rejected or for the matches to fall through. Where was God? Every door they turned to continued to be shut. And soon, bitterness took root. Soon she became angry at God. Where was God? If he was really loving, kind, and compassionate, if he was really for his people, why did he continue to shut these doors? And finally it boiled over on one Sunday. She came to church, and she couldn't even stay to the sermon. Before the sermon even started, she got up and left. She was so angry. Where was God? It's a common question for Christians to ask, actually. God, where did you go? Especially as our reality doesn't match up with what we know to be true about God. And so how do you and I as Christians reconcile it? How do we handle those situations? Well, let's turn to Asaph today. Asaph was a writer of a couple of the Psalms. uh, And one of the Psalms he wrote was Psalm 77. And we learned several things from Asaph on how to reconcile this situation. And so let's go ahead and jump in. Psalm 77, we're going to read the whole thing. And then we're going to learn three things from Asaph today. Here's what he said. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? 
Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, God. The water saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Asaph was having one of those seasons in life where he wasn't getting much sleep. He was distressed. He was troubled. He cried out to God for comfort, for help, and yet nothing was coming. He cried out and, and he wondered, God, where did you go? He remembered God and he groaned because God seemed to no longer be with his people. He understood that, that God would discipline them. He understood that he, he would bring, maybe bring some kind of catastrophe as a, a disciplining, but this seemed way too much. This attack seemed so inescapable, so complete that there was no getting away from it. It seemed like God washed his hands of the people and said, I'm done, and went away. And what made matters worse for Asaph is that he could still remember he could remember when God seemed to be with them. When life was going as expected. When life was good. When they were prosperous. When they were free. When they were who they thought they should be. When life was easy. And as Asaph remembers that, he groans. His spirit uh, grows faint and he goes helpless and hopeless because he has no idea how anything's going to change and it's been days of, of sleepless nights groaning and crying out to the Lord but the Lord has seemed to wash his hands and go away. And so he's wondering, God, where did you go? Maybe it's how you're feeling today. As you look around the world, as you look at your life, you see things and you wonder, God, where did you go? We're only a few weeks away from school, and yet it, it seems that kids won't be going back to school. Or at least that's what some people want, is for kids not to be in school. You see the total lack of respect in people's lives for other people. You see people destroying other people's property with no accountability. You see the love of the majority of people growing cold. You see 
more and more of your freedoms being taken away or you feel they're being taken away. Where is God? God, don't you care? You see all the tensions in our country. You see the political world we live in. You see the corruption. Don't you care? Where did you go? You used to be with us. Where are you now? Or you look at your life and your heart is broken because your relationship ended and you thought this one was the one. You look at your health and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And you've cried out and you've cried out and you've cried out and yet God isn't fixing the situation. God, where did you go? Where did you go? This is the tension for the Christian. The tension for the Christian is, is we know who God is. God is loving, he's compassionate, he's gracious, he's merciful, he's powerful. We know that to be true about God. And the tension is when we know this is true about God, but then our reality doesn't line up with what we think a loving, kind, merciful, and powerful God should be doing. So how do we reconcile that? What happens here? How do, how do we deal with this? We actually learn three things from Asaph here because he's in the exact same situation. God, where did you go? My nation is under attack. I'm personally under attack. Where did you go? The very first thing we learn from Asaph is this. When God seems absent, tell him. When God seems absent, tell him. There's nothing that drives a wedge in a relationship more than not talking about an issue. No matter how big or small, it, it, it could be a small issue and we brush it aside because we think it's better to, to keep the peace that way. It'll make things less awkward. So let's not talk about it. But that small issue will slowly but surely grow. And it becomes a big issue. And then instead of talking about it, we make assumptions about the other person. We assume they feel this way. We assume this about them instead of just talking to them about it. But when you finally do talk about the issue, it's almost therapeutic. And you get brought closer together. And the same is true with God. For some reason, when, when life is hard... And, and when God seems to be absent, our inclination isn't to talk to him about it. Our inclination is just to assume that God doesn't care, that God's not here. Our assumption is that if our situation is hard and, and God isn't coming to the rescue, then he must not be real. Instead, open your hearts to him. That's what Asaph did. Look what he says. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? God, where are you? Will you never show your favor again? Has, has your unfailing love vanished forever? Has your promise failed for all time? Where are you? I've cried out to you. What an encouragement for you and me. As we're going through hardship, as we're going through a difficult time, we can go to God, and God even wants us to go to him and just open our hearts. 
God, people are not respecting one another. I know you don't like that. Why aren't you intervening? God, my health issue is going on forever. It's been over a year now. When are you going to come and heal me? God, look at things that are going on in the country. When are you going to act? When are you going to bring unity? God, my heart is killing me. There's a huge hole in it. When are you going to fill it so that I can be, feel better? God, where did you go? When God seems absent, tell him. Talk with him. Open up your heart and talk about the issue at hand. That's what we see from Asaph. But just like any good conversation, after we get done talking, you don't just walk away. And that's what we see from Asaph. Instead, he says, after he asks all those questions, he says, this is what I'm going to appeal to. Here's what he says. Verse 10. To this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all of your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who performed miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. What's he remember? Scripture. He thinks back to the times in Scripture, to the God's word where God's mighty deeds were shown, where his miracles were worked, where he got his people out of hard situations. And one of those being slavery to the Egyptians. 1500 B.C., under, uh, under Moses, God liberated the people out of Egypt. He redeemed them, Jacob and Joseph. He redeemed them, liberated them from their slavery to the Egyptians. How? He says, with the Most High stretched out his right hand. It's a phrase that's kind of lost on you and me. Uh, if you, have you ever said, hey, you worked really hard with an outstretched right hand? No. <laughs> um, but that was common language for the, the Jewish people. It, it was a thought that a king would out, stretch out his right hand and with power lead and deliver. He said, that's what God did with the Israelites. He led them out of Egypt with an outstretched right hand, with power, with a scepter in his hand. He led them out as a king and liberated them. And as he thinks about that, he finds comfort for himself right now. Look at the God that we have. He loved his people so much that he liberated them from their slavery to the Egyptians. Why? Not because God looked down from heaven and said, you know what, these Israelites were so well behaved, I need, to, I need to deliver them. He didn't look at the Israelites and say, you know what, uh, you've been in slavery for a long time, you deserve to be out of it. No, God freed them simply because he freed them. God loved them because he loved them. That's all. And if he loved them that much, what does that mean for Asaph? The same is true. You and I have something even greater to look back on. 
When we look back at the past, when God seems absent, we look back on the past and what do we see? We see we were in even a, a more difficult situation and even deeper slavery. Not slavery to a people, not slavery to a nation. You and I were slaves to sin, slaves to, to the devil, and we were destined for hell. No matter how hard we tried, we couldn't escape it. No matter how much power we mustered up, we couldn't overcome it. It was inescapable. There was nothing you and I could do. And yet God came to redeem you. He redeemed you with an outstretched right hand. But that hand wasn't holding a scepter. Instead, it had a nail pierced through, holding him to the cross. Where was God in your greatest time of need? Where was God in your greatest time of distress? Where was God in your greatest time of trouble? He was hanging from the cross. Jesus, with an outstretched right hand, with nails between, uh, through his hands. Where was God? He was hanging with a crown of thorns around his head, liberating you, freeing you from your slavery to sin and hell. And that's what you are. You are free from sin. And now as we go through difficult times in life where, where we go through situations where we look and we say, God, where, where did you go? We, and we look back and we listen to God's word. God responds and says, look, this is how much I love you. I love you so much that I stretched out my arms for you and died to free you from hell. And as we look back, as we look back in Scripture and we see just how much God loved us, that he gave up his one and only son, that his one and only son, God himself, had nails through his hands, liberating us. We look and we say, wow, if God loved me that much, would he ever abandon me? And the answer is no. And that's the conclusion that Asaph gets to as well. Look what he says right at the end of the psalm. He, re he recounts all the, the Israelites' exodus out of Egypt, and then he says this, Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters. Though your footprints were not seen, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. When God seems absent, recognize that he is silently shepherding you. He's silently shepherding you. Asaph recalls how God led his people out of Egypt, and yet God wasn't physically present, but he led them out. And think of the situation. The Israelites are on the run from the Egyptians. They get to the Red Sea. They can't go on, and they turn around, and here's Pharaoh's army coming down on them. God, where did you go? And just then, the, the waters of the Red Sea start to part, and there's two walls of water. There's rain pouring down, there's thunder, there's lightning, and now the people are supposed to walk through the sea? What if the sea collapses on them? But they don't have any other choice, they can't go back. God, where did you go? And then Asaph remembers. God led them through the sea, through this difficult, 
hard time. He led them through the sea to the other side, to the, prom- to the other side where there was safety. Though his footprints were not seen, God led them, silently shepherding them by the hands of Moses and Aaron. When we face those difficult times, let's recognize that God is silently shepherding us. It's what you came to realize. It had been weeks since she got back from California after her dad died. And she continued to wrestle, where is God? Where is God? And then one day her church showed up. Some members uh, from her church showed up with a gift to tell her that they loved her, they were praying for her. And she opened the gift and it was a blanket. And as she opened that blanket, she was shocked because the blanket was filled with cardinals. Her church members had no idea that her dad's favorite bird was the cardinal. It's then that she knew that God was leading her, guiding her, and silently shepherding her through the hard time. It's what she also came to know. As fertility tests and fertility treatments continued to fail, as adoption kept continued to fall through, they finally turned to fostering for adoption. As all those other doors closed, this one opened, and now she has her baby. And if any of those other doors would have opened, she wouldn't have her family that she does now. As she looks back, she she recognizes that God was silently shepherding her and her family through the whole thing. And it's true for you. Your life will not always be easy. We live in a sinful world. You will have health problems. You will have heart problems. You will hurt. You will have difficulties. And yet God is with you, leading you, guiding you, and shepherding you. Though you can't see his footprints, he is there, leading and guiding you through the difficult times to the other side. Yes, we will hurt, but God is with us. Yes, we may not recover, but God is with us. Yes, we will all eventually die. But even through then, God will silently shepherd us through it all. Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There are so many situations in life where we say, God, where did you go? And the answer? Nowhere. God is with us all the time and and he encourages us when we go through those times to tell him, talk to him about it. Then listen as we remember the past, as we remember scripture, listen to God's word and see just how much he loves you. Just how much he loves you that he stretched out his arm to liberate you from your slavery to sin. And know that if he liberated you then, If he was there for your greatest time of need, he's not going to abandon you now. Instead, he will silently shepherd you as he leads you home to his side in heaven. God be with you as you walk this week, as you go forward knowing that your God is silently shepherding you even when you can't see him. We're going to close today with prayer. And I want to take this moment to say that we have a special prayer today uh, for my good friends uh, Hal and Rosalie. Uh, They're members at the church that I did my internship for. 
And a couple weeks ago, uh, Rosalie uh, was diagnosed with COVID, and now Hal has been diagnosed with COVID. Rosalie's doing uh, better, and Hal so far uh, is just tired, but we're going to keep them in our prayers, uh, asking God to help them recover. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we all face situations in life where we ask, where did you go? How could you possibly let this happen? How come you're not coming to our aid quicker? You know those moments. You know those difficulties because you are with us. And so even though we may not be able to feel you present, even though uh, we may think and expect more from you, help us to realize that you are walking with us wherever we go. Help us to realize that your love is with us. Uh, You loved us enough to liberate us from the, the slavery to sin and to death and hell. And if you were with us then, if you loved us then, you still love us now and you will never abandon us, but you will continue to silently shepherd us no matter what happens. Continue to be with us for those who are hurting, for those who are sick, be with them. If it's your will, please heal them. Continue to guide them and lead them. And that's what we ask for Rosalie and Hal. As uh, they've been diagnosed with COVID, we ask you to be with them, strengthen their faith that you are their Savior, and that you are walking with them no matter where they go, no matter what they, no matter what they do, no matter what comes. We know that you love them just like you loved us, and you sent your son Jesus to die for them, to take away their sin and liberate them from uh, hell. And so we thank you for that. And we know that you are guiding them to the promised land, no, no matter if it's a year from now or 50 years from now, We know that that truth is the same for us as well. You are guiding us all home to our uh, heavenly home, across that sea of death to heaven. And so be with us. Continue to let us know again and again that you are present. Let us know of your love. And let us know that you are silently shepherding all of us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And it's in his name that we join to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In Numbers chapter 6, God instructed Aaron the high priest that as the Israelites left the temple, uh, he was supposed to raise his hand and bless the people with the Lord's name so that they knew that they were going, that the Lord was going with them. We're going to end our service the same way today so that you never have to ask, God, where did you go? Because you know he's going with you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.